1: Hey, Coconuts, welcome back to another episode of Weekly Market Updates, where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. This week, FOMC is coming up tomorrow, our time. So go big or go home, right? I guess that's the question mark they're going to give us. <laughs> Let's see if they do give us the basis points that we're expecting. Bit of talk there. We then learned that Porsche is going through an IPO from the 20th to the 28th of September. A bit more information there. Is it a bit of a scam? What should we look out for? Are we looking to invest in it? Last but not least, the big news in tech, Adobe buys Figma. You want to dissect all of that, see how they can synergize with the current suite, or is it a completely different play? All right, let's get to it. Hey, coconuts. Welcome back to another weekly episode with me, Rakesh. And Anthony. Well. New week. Exciting week ahead. New week. Scary week. Ah, it's not scary. <laughs> hmm not what scary. will happen it's in okay. the market that's that sort of scary week yeah
2: i mean look it goes up it goes down that's life right
1: <laughs> true true our lives is full of ups and downs until the uh, sweet release of death right that's what they call it so <laughs> it's, it's all transitory <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. early yeah? early <laughs> yes very early <laughs> All right, Coconuts, we have a couple of stories for you as usual. We're going to start off with the FOMC, right? There is one FOMC coming right. up. Is it tomorrow? Tomorrow. US yeah, time, 21st September. 21st September. Uh, we'll talk a bit about that, what we think the market could react to. We then move into a IPO, right? All Porsche right. is looking to IPO. So Porsche is owned by the Volkswagen Group um, and they're looking to IPO. So a little bit of talk about that one. And last but not least, the big news that we have heard this week—we have to cover it. That's Adobe buys Figma. Mm. All right, All right. Let's go, Anthony. Let's go with right. FOMC. Tell us.
0: Yes, I
2: am going to try to pretend to talk about macro today. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that FOMC's meeting is, is coming up tomorrow, twenty first September. You know, and and I guess just just to recap the, the big macro news over the past month or two, right? Because we, we have kind of been studiously avoiding that topic Um, you know (laughs) about a month a month or so back that Powell came out at Jackson Hole gave this you know very hawkish speech about how inflation is the top priority then you bring it down and, and the markets mm-hmm. crashed and and last mm-hmm. week you know the data CPI and core CPI figures came out they were higher than expected you know it showed that inflation was still going up um we, we yes. haven't like reached the peak peak inflation yet at least as of last month and therefore mm-hmm. you know the markets crashed again so you know I guess everybody <laughs> is kind of waiting yes. to see whats Going to happen tomorrow and how the Fed reacts.
1: In all fairness, Anthony, we have talked a little bit about macro. We talked about it last week. We talked about it a few weeks ago. Yeah. So okay. No, like, not not, not, not to my, the level. Jefferson is is around. Yes. So so we try. Yes we try. Yes, yes that's fair. That's fair. Sorry. Yes. Continue on.
2: Yeah. So so you know, I I guess this like right, the, the news is a bit scary and you know we, we don't so so you know to, tomorrow is the action right we we have heard mm. all the news now it's. Really, time to see how the Fed will behave. You know, are they going to live up to their rhetoric and and really go for the juggler and and try to tame inflation, or are they still you know kind of wishy washy and um hoping for the best and you know I guess trying to achieve a, a sort of soft landing, right? Because the the, the more they raise interest rates, the the, the more likely a recession is, and, and that's just how it works. Ab- absolutely, right. So what what are we thinking here?
1: Rate hike, we know is going to be announced. Last yep. week, we touched on what the basis points might be. Yes, so um, so
2: yeah. In, interestingly, I think last week we, we were recording just when the inflation news came out, and we we're like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I I was like, well, seventy five basis points confirmed, right? Um, hundred unlikely. Um, and good news is the market seems to agree with me, right? So I, I think over the past...
1: <laughs> hey, that's a first, Anthony. That's a first. Yeah, n-
2: normally I buy, it drops, and I sell, it goes up, right? So, you know, uh, not not too bad, not too bad. I, I'm going to try to continue that this week.
1: Um, okay.
2: Yeah, so, you know, I think the bond markets are kind of pricing in about a 20 30% chance of a 1% hike. Which is mm. which I think hasn't it's happened hundred 100 basis points. Uh. Like yeah, hundred basis points, which hasn't happened in like 30, 40 years, something like that. Right? It's it's Whoa. insanely long, and you know the, the rest of it is just seventy five basis points. So more likely seventy five. That's the base case. That's the minimum. <laughs> so so the mm. third seventy five mm. basis point hike in a row, but a possible chance of twenty to thirty percent. Um, there are twenty to thirty percent chance of you know a hundred basis point hike yeah. according to the market.
1: The if you notice, actually, if you, if you remember last week, I said, "Hey, you know what? I think hundred could be in the in the yeah in the factor, but as it's still well. unlikely. <laughs> still unlikely, but still, I never still, know. still could
2: happen. Still could happen. But you know, it's like nice. like I don't know, right? It, it feels a bit odd to me to to go and and, and okay. So so let me say why why I think seventy five basis points, right? Please. So you know the the whole. Thesis or the whole idea, you know, and then I think that this is kind of where the Fed will be thinking what will be thinking about as well is that you know when, when we talk about inflation peaking and coming down, the, the coming down is not a straight line, it's not a roller coaster, right? It's not gonna go straight down. Mm. Then there's going to be mm. small periods of up and there'll be you know bigger down, and and you'll just it's, it's essentially a process that takes time, right? So yeah. you know, just because there was one data point in the last month that showed a slight increase. It it doesn't necessarily mean slight, that are you much. sure? Yeah, slight. it was slight. Um core core CPI was like, right? Month on okay. month. Because year on year okay. is ridiculous. Like why why are we looking at year on year figures? We are looking at the price this month compared to last month, right? So and month on month was like 0.3% or something like that. So so it, it's slight. And, at the end of the day, you know, what they what the Fed likes to look at, it's not CPI or even core CPI. It's it's, it's, it's this thing called core PCE. Um, so it's personal Mm. consumption expenditure it's a slightly different measure that comes out at the end of this month right Mm. and that has tended to be lower than cpi figures and if that still shows negative then you know that it is still assigned at least to the fed based on their preferred measure that the cpi is coming down so if that's the case you know why jump the gun now and and raise 100 basis points now they can raise 75 you know keep it as you have signaled and if in a week and a half time we see that oh actually pce has gone way up it's time to tighten more the next hike in november will be a one bit will be 100 basis
1: point mm. so you're saying they're erring on the side of caution in this sense because the the pce numbers could not be positive
2: yeah and and while 75 basis points is still a very big hike you know, and, and this is the third consecutive yeah. time we're doing it so mm. it, it's by all measures, already an aggressive move. It's just whether they they are going to be
1: more aggressive. Got it. I think seventy five was something that we that we did speak about. I think we saw the Australian also Australian Reserve Bank also raised it by seventy five basis points. Yeah, uh, I think last month or two months ago. Right, I don't know the exact date. Um, so I do I do see that happening. The only question here is. Do they say I go a bit more aggressive now? See the PCE numbers end of this month, and then don't do such a high raise on the next one. For example, yep, that could be a scenario that it could be playing out as well, right?
2: Yeah, but I guess that's a, just a bit more unlikely because the PCE figures will so be for August, right? So, so what's done is done. Mm. You know, um, it's just a matter of getting the correct information calculated and released. So. You might as well wait for the better and and cleaner data point that you actually use to make decisions, um, than to to just jump the gun. And I mean, think about it, right? You you go hundred basis points now, and actually in in ten days' time, your your PC comes out to be like negative one percent, or negative half percent month on month. That's yes. not a good look on anybody. You know, because, you, I mean, and, and this Fed has made a very big point about being data-driven, you know, being flexible, mm-hmm. looking at the data be- before making their decisions. So I think it, it would still be quite surprising if they went for that 100 basis point hike. Um, Of course, if if it's still rising when PCE comes out, then that's going to be painful in November when, when we will inevitably exactly. talk about this again.
1: Yeah. Yes, exactly. I guess that's where I'm coming from as well. So I see your point. I understand it. I think that's probably the, the right thing to do. Um, But, you know, you never know with, <laughs> with these Feds. Yeah. And I think you never really know. And, and Powell gave his usual speech, isn't it? Tell us a bit how, how he spoke.
2: No, oh, no. So so I think that that's the next part of what will happen tomorrow, right? So I think at about mm. 12.30, 12.45, they'll actually announce how much they're hiking by. Um, about mm. two hours later, so two thirty p.m. to forty-five, Powell will come and give a speech about why they've decided, how they've decided, and and how they see the markets go looking forward. Sorry, not markets. Um, the economic outlook, right? Um, so inflation and GDP and employment look going forward, and you know, along with that release, they'll also release this thing called the dot plot, which is essentially. A measure of how all the various Fed chairs are are thinking about interest rate hikes over the next few years, right? or, or what the interest mm. rate will be, and and also other economic information over the next few years. So, so I think you know, as compared to maybe let's say the July meeting, this has a lot more information um provided in it. So there will be a lot more movement.
1: Got it, got it. I think I I also think actually it's seventy five basis points. Right, of course I'm pulling your leg and, and making a bit of fun with with. <laughs> With, with 100 basis points or 1%. Um, I do believe it's 75%. I think one of the factors is this, but I, again, I don't know if this is a factor they look at, which is the exchange rate. US dollar has been yeah. on the rise for a fair, fair bit. And if it they is. increase interest rates faster, in this case, to 100 basis points, it's going to increase the US dollar even more, right? Yep. And that's the, the last thing that they want technically as well, I feel. Um, they still want yeah, to, to remain. And, but I guess that, that's that
2: where line. it, that's where it kind of gets very tricky, right? Because they, if mm. the more they increase interest rates, the more they uh, strengthen the U.S. dollar, the more they impact earnings. So because if yeah, Microsoft, for example, with lots of foreign denominated earnings, your next earnings is going to take a hit. Right? And exactly. the more that you stress, actually, the global economy, because you look at the yen, right? It's, it's just going mm. down. Um, mm. You look at your emerging market debt crisis and, and all of that. How, how, what's, what's going to happen there? right? Um, I think that the question is whether the Fed actually considers all these global factors when they make their decision or whether it's a purely yeah. US-centric um, you know, monetary policy. I just want to bring US inflation down. I don't really care about the rest. Right, maybe. Mm. Uh, right, I think Jefferson used to kind of think that they, there's a, they have a more global view of the world. So we shall see.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> but yeah, that that's I yeah. think uh, a consideration because,
1: and I think they they have a more a bit more global feel of the world. And this again, honestly, it's, it's speculation, right? But the the reason I feel that is because these U.S. companies are global. So it mm-hmm. will affect everything. So indirectly, it's going to affect the local market as well. Yeah, but um, that, that's
2: the whole point of like, you know, demand destruction and bringing down, I mean, one of the Fed chairs came out after Jackson Hole and said, we did not like, you know, or, yeah, they, I mean, they didn't say that they were delighted, but they said, we did not like seeing equity markets go up after we made our announcement. No, <laughs> that's just wrong. That, that's that's <laughs> not what we wanted to achieve. We supposed to go down, you know? So, so yeah, I, I think, the market's going down is is the correct is yeah. a desired response, right? And mm. and a strengthening US dollar isn't against that conclusion as well.
1: Fair. I think we will only know more tomorrow. Yes, I'm definitely exactly. eager to find out what's what's going to happen there. Eager
2: to find out how wrong I am again,
1: <laughs> or or right. You never know, man
2: never know, right? If, if I keep getting right, I'll just keep making more and more predictions, right? And then one day I'll get it right.
1: Yes. Your predictions, I think if you get it right, I think you should keep going. Open up a new business, call it fortune telling for stocks. All right, Anthony. So. <laughs> all right,
2: all right. I'll go and learn some, I'll learn to draw some lines on charts as well. So I can actually like pretend that it's scientific and, you know, hey. um, make proper predictions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, all right, for a second story, we're talking a little bit more on Porsche IPO. All right, a bit lighter here. I think we've right. talked a lot exciting. on um on FOMC, um a bit heavy, right for first story, but a bit of exciting news I think. So, starting today, right? Today itself 20th September until the 28th of September, Porsche is going IPO, or rather that's okay. what Volkswagen is saying. Yeah. Uh, they're aiming to raise 9.4 billion, so not all of it, I think it's 20 something mm-hmm. percent of of shares that is going to be IPO'd but they're looking to raise as much as... Oh, sorry. They're looking to raise as much as $9.4 billion, which is making the sports car uh, Porsche valued at somewhere around $78 billion or $80 billion. Okay. That's, That's for me... Okay. Is that high? I'm going to give you... Yeah, I'm going to give you some comparisons, right? So, it's competitors. All right, Anthony, who do you think the the Porsche competitors are? I mean, you have a Porsche at home, last, so tell me.
2: No, no, no. I, I don't. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a German car, but no, not, not a Porsche. Um, yeah, I... I don't know, actually, because they're kind of niche. They're not a Lambo or a Ferrari, right? Um, but then again, neither are they a Ford or even a Volkswagen. Mm. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, think, so, I think Porsche is just one of those like, nice um, mid-tradings. But tell me, is it more expensive than Rivian, actually?
1: Oh, wow. That's a very good question. <laughs> we should check the, the valuation for Rivian as we do this. Um, but to put into perspective, right? Ferrari is valued yep. at thirty billion dollars. BMW okay. is valued at fifty billion dollars. Volkswagen okay. uh, is valued at eighty billion dollars, and they, by the way, they uh-huh. own Porsche, right? Yeah. And and Mercedes is valued at somewhere around forty-one billion dollars. Um, so,
2: Porsche. R- Rivian is at
1: thirty-five billion. Thirty-five billion. Okay, but Rivian's still up yep. and coming, lah. Um, well, so, I mean,
2: they, they were at hundred billion, so you
1: know. Okay, true. But but hear this, right? <laughs> From this IPO in this climate, they're expecting Porsche to be valued at 78 billion. That's more th- that's almost the same valuation as Volkswagen. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. I feel that's insane. Was it you, Anthony, that has a rule that you don't buy IPOs? Was it you?
2: Oh no, that that's um Reggie.
1: Reggie. Reggie has that rule because it's overvalued and they price it wrong and all of these things. Yeah,
2: and, and you need to like become a public company and, and work hard to become a public company, that sort of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's <laughs> Reggie. I think you might be right on this one. So for me, that's a really yeah. big question, Mark, right? Because Volkswagen is now it's now at eighty billion dollars, right? It's risen a little bit since this news and all of this thing, but not not by much. So eighty over billion dollars, but they're aiming to have Porsche at one, at, at seventy eight billion dollars.
2: Maybe Volkswagen is just undervalued. Uh, right. Uh.
1: They they were they were not
2: giving proper value to the the <laughs> Porsche brand and all the EVs and, and all of that. I mean, that's possible, right? It's it's not saying that. 80 is fair value now and and everything else is not.
1: No. I mean, yeah. Okay, you're pulling my leg here, right? Okay. (laughs) 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 Because, I mean, when you look at the other competitors, your Mercedes, your BMWs, you know, yeah, to a certain extent, you could say they're not direct competitors because Porsche Mm -hmm. is a bit more luxury, but they also, you know, focus on family, but they are, Four seater Porsche, was it? Yeah, Cayman or no? Cayman is not. Well, anyway, there's a few, yeah, right? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. This means. is this is
2: this is why you buy crypto. Then you know not was <laughs> That's what you can buy.
1: So I think for me is 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 a bit of a question mark. Now the other thing is this: when you when when they IPO, they're actually only going to list twenty five percent of the company mm-hmm. but it's going to be in preferred shares okay right. so it's not ordinary shares which effectively means so if you get preferred shares which means you don't have voting rights so you're in it for yep. the ride right to use the car metaphor for, in this one um, okay so they have little say with with how it's going to go it's it's effectively just to um, get some dividends get some yep. hopefully valuation going up
2: yeah I mean this sounds more and more like you know Volkswagen trying to spin out and, and get some return and some cash <laughs> rather than like rather than listing Porsche as a viable investment vehicle. Mm. Right. It's like it's just it's just going Volkswagen, going, ah, you know what, I think I'm undervalued. I have this strong brand, which is relatively which is really recognizable. Let me just mm. you know, list it and, and spin out and get cash and, and return it to the shareholders, right? To Volkswagen mm. shareholders and, and maybe that, fleece yeah. you know some retail investors along the way <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> i mean but At but least that- they, they, are, they are they are maintaining majority control right even without yeah. this you know preferred shares thing that they, they are still 75 percent shareholder you know um then preferred share thing just kind of makes them a different share class and and being able to to vote anyway so
0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
1: Yeah, this is this is a spin-off. Exactly. So um I I personally would be like, whoa, what's what's going on here? Is it a liquidity issue that Volkswagen is having, or they want to increase the stock price via the dividend play? Like, exactly. you know what? Yeah, what are they? What are they trying to do here? The funny thing is, they said they have a commitment of around this already over the next nine days. Mm -hmm. Um, Qatar Investment Authority is investing into this, but then again, they also own, uh, Volkswagen, so (laughs) they own like the third largest shareholder of Volkswagen. So for them, money, you know, from left hand to right hander. Yes. (laughs) Um, together with with a few other wealth funds that are looking to purchase it, right? So. I think it's it's a little bit of news just to alert coconuts out there. Yes, it might sound flashy. Yes, it might sound great, but look deeper, um, and and see whether you you actually find this a invest a good investment vehicle or not. I I don't think so. What what are your thoughts here, Anthony?
2: I don't know. I think yeah, well, car manufacturers just haven't been the best. I mean, short of Tesla, right? Everybody just just hasn't been the best investment, whether it's Smurfs or B M. Or even mm. Ferrari, right? Their yeah. performance ha- just hasn't been that great. So, so yeah, it's it's you know I think a wait and see. Like I think Volkswagen just just sounds a lot more attractive than, than Porsche. Um, just because you're the holding company, you know, mm. you you can try to capture that whole shift to to EV, right? I mean, if Porsche needs money to to become an electric vehicle company, who are they going to call, right? They are going to get money from the shareholders <laughs> anyway. Um, so so yeah, it's it just. Doesn't make much sense to me to to buy a Porsche. Um, you, You'd rather buy a car and, and burn that money anyway. At least you, you kind of feel <laughs> flash driving it.
1: More benefit buying a depreciating asset <laughs> than to buy shares. So it's terrible. <laughs> like, like, we, we shouldn't say things like that. No, That's just bad
2: that financial planning. Uh.
1: Luckily, we are not a financial advice company. You know, we just no. We just
2: then, then, we would buy Porsche. Then, because we knew to show that successful, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, true, true, true. No, no, no.
2: Anyways, yeah. No, not so not that, us. Not us.
1: That's not us. No. Uh, we keep it real, guys. Just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, I think that's just a quick, quick, nice uh filler and our second story for Porsche IPO. Love to see how it is actually in the next in the next few months. See how that goes. I could yeah. be completely wrong here. You know, As for some reason, maybe it goes up to hundred million or it goes up to maybe twenty million.
2: Maybe, but I think this is a very safe prediction.
1: It will not go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, okay. for our third story. Ooh, what is Figma, Anthony? What is Figma?
2: I think you should be the one telling me, right? You're no, the one no, with no, all these right. like, you know, small private tech companies, uh, no, want no. to be the next Facebook or Amazon. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Figma Yeah.
2: Figma, Canva, you know, motion, <laughs> all, all these all these things that I don't know anything about. But yeah. Um but Adobe, Adobe I know, right? Um, you know, Photoshop okay. and and PDF.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> Photoshop and PDF. That's how you know Adobe. Very
2: good. Yes. <laughs> Look, I, I the, my most used app is Microsoft Word. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's how bad it is. Okay, um, okay, and, and Teams. But yes, um, but yeah. So, so you know, I think Adobe had earnings last week. Um, you know, that was okay. It wasn't anything flashy. Mm. But I think the, the bigger news that came out of it was that they announced they would be acquiring Figma, and Figma, mm. I oh, uh, it, it's kind of like a, a design company. It in or rather, it's a, it is a design tool, right? In a sense. Um, and I think the difference between that and something like, let's say, Photoshop or, or any of the other tools that Adobe has for you to to kind of make things and, and create things is really just that Figma is, you know, collaborative. And it's designed mm. from, from, from in that sense to be collaborative, whereas Photoshop is like you clicking on your laptop. So, so yeah, they, they announced to, to purchase Figma, which they, which is seen as their competitor, and once they announced that acquisition, $20 billion worth, um, that the share price just dropped, right? It dropped like 20%. And I think Whoa. from pre-announcement until now, it's what, 30% down? And wow. Adobe isn't a small company, right? It's like 180, it one. was 180, 190 billion market cap, um, way more than Porsche and, and Volkswagen. Um, and, and now it's 130. <laughs> so nearly yeah, Porsche and Volkswagen. So so yeah, it's, it's just... If you're an Adobe shareholder, it's just been a crazy ride, you know. You thought the company was like, okay, earnings were okay, and mm. they, they announced the acquisition and
1: just tanked. Yeah, where do you see this this acquisition going? Like, why why do you think they they got this? I mean, I think you no, know, that that's it's it's really a strategic
2: acquisition, right? And and that mm. I mean, look, look at the deal valuation, it, it's kind of crazy, it's twenty billion, um, but just based on. Figma's last earnings, I maybe mean, it's private, so so it's it's all kind of, you know, neither here nor there. But oh but what, what was announced at least was, but they had four hundred million in annual recurring revenue, so it's it's a fifty times multiple,
1: right? Oh my word! <laughs> like
2: like we we talked about amplitude listing at thirty price to sales, and we go, and this is mad, and that was in twenty twenty one like when everything, up, time machine. when everything was yeah. up When exactly. <laughs> everything was up exactly right that's a have that's <laughs> a time machine are they stuck in the like september 2021 you know 50 times Yeah, and you're buying it in this market condition like come on you know and uh, the last fundraise that figma did was june 2021 at 10 billion right so wow. so this, i think that was series d or series e investors really late mm. stage double their money in a year right and and but you can kind of see why right like adobe just saw this as maybe an existential threat right and Mm. that's why it's such a strategic and and that's why you overpaid you know to to get it because if you don't your company might not exist you know 10 15 years down the line or if figma gets acquired by like microsoft right then then adobe is just not going to exist you know all the tooling and the, the distribution is sorted out you know they're just not going to win, so so I think that's the thinking behind it. Really, it's it's just to take out a competitor, um, prevent other competitors from buying it out, and and you know if you overpay for it, Soviet be um, better than mm. dying.
1: Yeah. I think more more than that. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I think it's a strategic, a strategic investment. I think there are uses within the Adobe ecosystem, right? Yep. Um, for example, if you look at the the, the Photoshop suite, right, you've got InDesign, mm-hmm. Photoshop, Fireworks, and stuff like this. Effectively, this tool is meant for a design, and most of the time they use this for either websites or or app flows or anything like that.
2: Yep,
1: and they could use that couple and couple that within the photoshop ecosystem so you can design something in photoshop copy paste it back on figma and then continue Mm -hmm. on to the next slide so i do see some sort of synergy there at the same time i do see a little bit of synergy here because if you're building out websites on figma you can actually use that to the adobe cms provider again they build out these integrations and all of that right so I'm, i'm looking far ahead so i do see that as a potential use case um and whether that's going to increase their retention obviously i won't know this right their management and their retention uh, team would know that one um whether that is the angle that they're looking at or like you said uh uh, before somebody else buys it i go and buy it kind of like the facebook buying instagram sort of feel
2: yeah but wouldn't they be able to build something like that at less than 20 billion dollars Right. Or should they have uh, yeah. been trying to build something like that already? Yeah. Right. Why? Agreed. Like why? And and Adobe obviously has a user base, right? So so it's not customer acquisition. No. Sure. Um. No. It's they, not. they could yeah. probably pay for the talent. So you know why why the I, I think that and that, that's the part that, that's kind of perplexing to me, right? Like you can think of the strategy is obviously synergistic. It all makes sense. It expands their product suite. You know, mm. but why buy when you could build it yourself? Or why, and I guess a more insulting question is why have you not been building it yourself or why you have been building in it yourself place, and feeling yeah.
1: And there are a lot, <laughs> right? and, and all, yeah, in all fairness, there are a lot of other companies out there that's doing this, right? So Canva, a lot of companies use Canva instead of Figma. Yep. Um. There's also InVision. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. That's effectively an app or a web tool. Um, also yeah, I know, this was all your story, this. right? It's all these like, you
2: know, small <laughs> private
1: yeah. tech companies that nobody so, uses and hears about. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, startup companies use it, all right? Just like how startup companies use Figma. <laughs> 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 um, so, exactly. So, I think for, for me, the question is why did you overpay? I, I don't know why. Um, obviously, we, we won't know why. We just got to wait and find out and see whether this will pay off, right? Just like how, yeah. when Facebook bought um, Instagram, we're like, "What the hell? One billion dollars for that?" And then ten years down the line, they're laughing, right? Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe they have some vision we can't see.
2: Uh, yeah, and and I think that's that's the bull case, right? Of if if yeah. you are all over and and a, a shareholder and and you're still holding it now, you know that that's kind of the bull case. That essentially, you know, I mean. At the end of the day, with the rise of Figma and Canva and all these other tools, Adobe was, itself was getting disrupted, right? And mm. and they couldn't seem to be... I think they just had a slightly different go-to-market strategy. They just couldn't seem to be building out the, the features and the tool set fast enough to to meet whatever was disrupting them. So you know, mm. if, if you overpay and, and you buy this and you make this the, the linchpin of your strategy going forward, Right. You you have essentially reinvented the company. And you know, they have done this before. Um that the management has done this before with I think Macromedia back in the twenty tens, although they mm. they eventually discontinued that. But you know, that I think that is really the, the bull case here that instead of getting disrupted, they, they buy the dis, the biggest disruptor and and they become you know, the, the the big disruptor again, disrupting themselves. Yeah. Right. And 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 in that and in that case, you know, either way they win. Right. I think the, the difficulty is, you know, I think as you've kind of seen, Figma, is it really starts from the individuals, right? It starts from the small startups. It starts from the small creators. And then, you know, they it, it's kind of like the Zoom model previously where, where you just infiltrate um, an organization and then you expand and expand, mm. right? And, and that's a very different sales strategy from Adobe. So, you know, how, how would these two companies sell together? Are they going to be sell, you know, going to be competitors when selling and, and pitching, and I think that's like, like integration isn't going to be easy, especially if they're, they're going to keep Figma relatively independent, right? Like, how's it yeah. going to work? So, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of open-ended. Yeah, that this, this is a very open-ended story, but I think, you know, it is. You, you, it, it's, you need to squint really hard to see this working out really, really well for Adobe in, in even five years time, right? Because mm. as of now, Figma is what, three four of, percent of their entire revenue yeah so adobe has 16 billion revenue or something yes. like that so so yeah it's it's negligible in in the, the the scale of adobe how quickly are they going to scale it up you know can they even scale it up that quickly to to make this uh a 10 pole that they kind of wrap around going forward for the next decade i think that that's really the big question
1: yeah absolutely because I was also thinking like hey you know what does does figma have certain like IP or certain thing anything like that in the system I I don't believe so coconuts if you know more about this than we do love to find out from you right if they do but I don't think that you're not buying it for any sort of IP so yeah I think you you buy it for the architecture right
2: it, yeah. it's like you know it, it's just a very different way of you know writing and and creating the software to work mm. it's like working collaboratively in Google Docs versus Microsoft Word. like Microsoft Word tries to do it, you know, But yeah, yeah and I know this because we we do try to do it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but compared to Google Docs yeah. But yeah, and, and failed. I mean, and we lost two hours of work and we were really upset. Um, oh but, my God. But yeah, and this was at 11.30 p.m. and oh we were God. calling her and like, where, where were the changes you made? What changes do you make? And I said, oh shit, we lost like two hours of work oh, at 11.30 p.m. Um, it just doesn't it, yeah, work. I mean, you know, <laughs> by, yeah but that's, that's the thing right if you are legacy and you need to and that the whole marketplace shows a new way of working and mm. you cannot retool your current that's solutions to to meet that new way of working because it's difficult you know you make design choices from the very beginning and all that then yeah the, the easiest way to do it is just to acquire you no, know, yeah. or, or to set up a completely new product line and, and treat it as like innovation and and i'm sure they tried that but failed which is they're acquiring
1: yeah, yeah, could be. Unless they think they could be the next Canva, right? Because I think Canva's valuation is somewhere around $40 billion or something like this. So, in that respect.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.
1: Actually, it's a steal.
2: Yeah, it is. I, I thought Figma was bigger than Converter. No? i I don't actually know don't think so don't think so yeah but yeah can, Canva last value at 40 billion yeah which is also insane
1: yeah yeah um so yeah I think that's 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 good to know I think I want to see how this plays out over the next year right I'm not going to say next two three months like we did with the fomc yep. or, or or a Porsche <laughs> um I want to see how this plays out over the next year two years let's see how they're looking to integrate it is it a cobbled approach or are they doing something new? Maybe starting a new yeah. division or actually know. I I'm interested in the next two three
2: months just to see whether you know the the authorities come in and say this is anti competitive and block it. Because mm. you I mean, Adobe Creative Cloud is pretty much a monopoly, right? And you're yes. buying a your second or third largest um, competitor that is kind of the definition of anti competitive conduct. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, but of, of course, um, the the FTC loves big tech. They they don't really think of Adobe as big tech. So maybe nothing will happen. Yeah. But yeah, at first blush, this looks slightly odd to just get waved through without you know much more questioning. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. That, that's the legal side of me talking.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Um, no, awesome. <laughs> that's a good one. You know, actually, what we haven't talked about in a while, and maybe we should think about it once we get a bit more news. Twitter and Tesla, or Twitter and Elon. He's <laughs> if Why? you notice, know, his name has not been appearing in our uh, market updates for a few weeks now. I've been avoiding
2: that. I mean, if <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to talk about Elon Musk and the lawsuit every week, <laughs> but I don't know if people are, like want to listen to it. <laughs> like, like he, he's just getting his ass handed to him. By the way, um, Elon Musk is not is. doing very well in his lawsuit.
1: He is, he is. Oh my god anyways that, that one we can save up for For we'll get a bit more scoop and then we'll, we'll inform you guys about what's going on there yeah
2: and the trial's in three weeks so you know we, I'm sure mm. we'll cover it within the next month or so yes 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 yes
1: awesome well thanks All again right. coconuts for, for listening in hope you learned a thing or two as usual and we will see you next week bye alright see you guys bye thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me Rakesh and trust that you learned something today If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback, so share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.